Before I start this episode, I'd like to uh, pay tribute to uh, the 20 years it's been since uh, the attacks on September 11th. So in honor of uh, all the men and women that have lost their lives during the tragic events and to all the people that help make this city what it is today after that tragic day i'm going to have a moment of silence for 20 seconds for the 20 years it's been since september 11th Thank you. Hey, what's going on? It's Bobby Skinner of Talking Giants, and you are listening to the Big Blue Podcast. Baby, bet, hey, cover X, hey, couple Grammys on him, couple blacks, hey, that's a bet, hey, throw it back, hey, throw it back, hey, and this one is for the champion. Hey, I lost this, I began, funny how you said it was the year, then I went in it again, I told you long ago. Boys, this is it. This is it, boys. We are 24 fucking hours away. From kickoff, I'm so fucking. I can't even. I can't even describe it. I, I can literally act like a 12 year old right now and just curse nonstop. But I'm not going to. I'm gonna try and keep my composure and everything. This is so fucking. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> oh man, it's almost game day. We're we're literally 24 hours away. So well, I mean, not right now at at this recording, but by the time the episode's out, absolutely, it's gonna be. Oh my god, I can't even. I'm. I'm stoked. I'm so freaking excited. I can't even describe it. And what's even better is I'm going to be at the game. I'm going to be tailgating and everything. I'm going to be searching around the freaking parking lot for license plate guys so you can give me my hat. Um, so let me do. Let me explain that story real quick. So um, uh, when I was at the draft party, uh, when I was at the draft party for um, for license plate guy and Darnay Holmes, I bought a hat. I bought an Eli Manning hat. Um, I've worn it all the fucking time. Um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, or if you know me, um, you've seen me wear the hat, most likely. Um, if you have me on Snap, you most likely have seen it. At DRB9120, by the way, for uh, both Instagram and Snap. Anyway, um, um, don't have me on Snap. That's I, I, I had personal people that I know on Snap. Um, you can follow me on the gram, though. Uh, but... Um, freaking, uh, I've had the hat for quite some time and everything, and I never washed it, right? Um, I usually don't wash my hats, which is probably not smart, but, um, uh, I had softball practice on Thursday, and, uh, I wore it, 
and the hat got drenched and there was clear sweat stains and all that. And I, I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to wash this. So I'm thinking how to like wash it and everything. And I just threw it in the washing machine. I thought that would be fine and everything. So I threw it in the wash and I put it on delicate because, you know, it's a, it's, it's like fine China, you know, it's a hat. You know, you really can't, you can't really be uh, tough on the, on the stitching and all that. Right. So I throw it in and I put it on delicate and the wash and the wash finishes and I take it out. This motherfucker is destroyed. Like the interior stitching is unsewed, you know, it's it, it completely ripped off. Um, so I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh crap, I can't wear this Sunday. So I hit up license plate guy, Joe Ruback. I hit him up on Twitter and I was like, I filmed the video. I literally was like, hey, so um the hat I bought at your draft party literally got ripped in half. Uh, want to spare me a new one for a friend? And he was like, my man, I got you. And I was like, I was so happy because it was so funny. Just because like, I kind of didn't think he would reply to a tweet like that. He's replied, he's responded to my tweets before, like for the fan fest and everything, but I didn't think he would respond to that. Um, so that was really funny. I was happy. And, um, what else? Um, uh, Big news, big, big, big news, big news, big news, big news. Um, this is going to be the last episode I'm doing. By myself, that is. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. No, I'm kidding. Um, this is going to be my last episode I'm doing by myself. Uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram, or if you saw my Instagram live that I did a couple days ago, um, I got a co-host. I'm going to have a co-host with me. Uh, it's good because I'm too busy carrying this podcast on my shoulder and everything. <laughs> um, no, uh, I just felt like it was time. I actually get someone to do it with me just simply because like, there's only so much I can really do to uh, get this podcast out there. And, um, now that I have a co-host, uh, he's going to help me, uh, get the job done and all that. Make this podcast the best podcast it can possibly be for the New York giants fan base. Okay, I'm not shooting for, I'm not shooting to be the best podcast. That's, I mean, you know, I probably should, but quite frankly, I don't care. I just want to have the best, the most well-made podcast there is. I want it to be so professional as in like, no, I'm not saying like, we're going to be like, you know, mature, you know, we're fucking children at best. You know, I really don't give a shit about fucking maturity on a sports podcast. Nonetheless, Nonetheless, um, but uh, I wanted to. I want the podcast to look clean. I want it to look professional. I want it to look well made. It's like how you want an album to look. You don't want it to sound sloppy. You don't want the uh, the album cover to look trash. You want everything to be mint, and that's how I want this podcast to be. I had a vision months, not even months ago, a year ago almost, when I started this. I wanted this podcast to be the best. It could possibly be. And I feel like with this co-host I'm bringing in, it's going to be that. Because I have faith in him. You guys definitely don't know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about O. That's what I call him, at least. Because uh, uh, his uh, his name can kind of be a tongue twister. Um, his name is uh, 
His name is O. He runs the New York Giants uh, fan page account on Instagram called Giants World underscore four. Giants World. If you just look up Giants World, I'm pretty confident you'll find it. Um, they have over 1,500 followers, all right? And uh, he puts out really good freaking posts, really good edits and everything, um, really good templates for uh, his Giants posts and everything. Um, I spoke to him. Uh, I spoke to him, I think, a week and a half ago because um, he sent out uh, an ins- an, it, on his Instagram story, he sent out uh, a Q&A. Not really Q&A necessarily, more like just a, a suggestions box asking uh, what should we do, as in he, uh, do to uh, make this Instagram account better? What's what should I add? What's what's something new that I could add to this Instagram account? And I suggested to him uh, a podcast because I do because obviously I do this I do this shit. Uh, so I was kind of like throwing a bone, saying like, "Hey, I need a co-host," and uh, you know, Sink Hook, Sink Hook, and Real In. He uh, he bit the bait, and I was happy. You know, I was I was really happy that he accepted and everything. And um, because originally, like when I started the podcast, um. I uh, I was trying to get this other guy uh, to do original. I was trying to get um this guy who ran another giant fan account called Giants Graphics to do it, and uh, he just didn't have time. He we uh we we sat on a we were trying to set on a date to have him on the show, and uh, he j- we just never got around to it because uh, the guy had a lot of work. Um, he had another uh sports account uh that wasn't even Giants really. It was just sports in general called Uncut Sports, I think. Um, I think they're on Instagram if I'm right, because I think that's how I know it. But um, uh, fucking hey, you know, uh, everything happens for a reason. I'm happy. O is now on the team. You know, uh, I I I remember how like in the beginning I kept saying we have a great episode for you. It's just you know it just comes off better on the tongue. You know, instead of saying I have a great show for you today. You know, but um, hey, I'm happy to have O. You know, he's gonna be cool. Um, he might be a little shy, you know, uh, uh, just like me, you know, he's a baby. Uh, but, uh, I, I sounded, I sounded like a robot, you know, when I started this too, um, I sounded shy a little bit, but, um, I came around cause you know, at the end of the day, listen, it's really just you talking into a mic, staring at a computer screen. You're not facing all the people that are listening to this. You have nothing to be shy about. Okay. But, um, I'm I'm fr- I'm fucking stoked for this. All right, this is gonna be fun. Um, his first episode is gonna be uh the post game recap. Um, I tried to see if he wanted to come on this episode, but uh he uh he said he has a lot of stuff um uh going on today that I'm recording this. Uh, he's very busy, so um I said don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, I'll just uh introduce you basically and all that and uh he said awesome perfect um but we got a lot to talk about oh boy baby we got a lot to talk about all right so um i'm, I'm looking at i'm looking at my notebook and everything and uh whew, got a lot to talk about the only thing i might not really get into though is my expectations because i kind of already went to, went into that with bobby skinner which you should totally fucking listen to if you haven't listened to it yet you piece of shit 
I'm kidding. You're not a piece of shit. You're a gorgeous little animal. Um, okay. So, injury report. Injuries. Injuries. It's the only thing that makes football suck. Injuries. It fucking blows. Well, I mean, that and Roger Goodell. That's the only reason why football sucks. Um, but we have a injury report and everything. All right. We're going to go over the injury report for both teams, including the Denver Broncos, of course. Um, so first let's go over the best team in the, uh, national football league, the New York football giants, um, Saquon Barkley. So listen, Saquon Barkley, uh, I think he's going to play, but he's, uh, he's labeled going into the game questionable. I think he's going to play. Uh, the only question is. How much is he going to play? Is he only going to play like 10 snaps? Is he only going to play freaking 20? How many reps is he going to get? How many rushing attempts is he going to get? Is he going to get any any um, receptions? Like how – what is he going to get done? Okay. Um. So, you know, yeah, I guess maybe I will get into the expectations later just to talk about that Um. specifically for Saquon. But um, he's labeled questionable. I think he's going to play, all right, Um. because you just watch him in uh, both practice – yeah, any videos of him recently? He looks perfectly fine. Uh, the Giants just want to take the best approach possible to make sure they have him, not just for Week One, but for all seventeen games. They want to make sure they have him up until Week Seventeen or Eighteen, whenever they're playing, whenever they're not playing. I don't fucking know. You get the picture, all right? They want Saquon to play every single game they have this year, especially come playoff time. If he's hurt, that's not good for the team. All right. Because not that Devontae Booker is a bad running back, but you obviously would rather have Saquon as your starter than Devontae Booker. Okay. All right. Next guy, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is in. He is going to be playing this Sunday. This is big news for the Giants because it's big that we have a guy like Kenny G out there for Daniel Jones as a target. All right. Now, even though this offense, I do think it's going to be a little slow week one, but it's good, though, to get this going and everything, get the ball rolling and all that, especially having a guy like Kenny Galladay out there, all right? The dude is a massive target, all right? Huge range for him to catch the ball. He will literally do anything to catch that fucking ball, and I love it, all right? So it's good to have a guy like him in. Next, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is out. I can't talk. Evan Ingram is out this Sunday against Denver. Um, I, if I'm right, he tweaked his ankle, I think, uh, or his knee or his calf. I don't know. It's a leg issue. Um, against the, uh, Patriots in the last preseason game, uh, during the first half, cause, uh, the first half, uh, the Giants played their starters and all that. Um, well, at least on the first drive, they played their whole entire first group offense. And then the second drive, they took some players out. And then as the first half went on, they kept taking more and more out. So, with Evan Ingram out, that leaves it on uh, uh, Kyle Rudolph and Caden Smith. Am I worried? No, not at all. Not worried at all. All right, we saw in the preseason game that uh, that Daniel Jones was able to uh, throw the ball and rely on Caden uh, Smith. Caden Smith had a freaking uh, dime. Daniel Jones threw a dime to Caden uh, Smith in the end zone. Literally looked like Eli Manning throwing it to Larry Donnell in 2015. I pointed that out in the uh, Bobby Skinner interview. If you haven't listened to it yet, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you go? I'm playing. I'm playing, guys. All right. I'm. I'm just like that was such a good episode. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, not having Evan Ingram, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, he's not. He's not the best blocker in the world. So um, having Caden out there now, uh, he's gonna be a better blocker than Evan Ingram. Now as a receiving threat, Evan Ingram is definitely a better 
uh, target than Caden Smith. Um, in terms of in terms of last year, though, I would say I would say the the exact opposite. Even though Evan Ingram did make the Pro Bowl, uh, he had a lot of drops and he had a lot of stupid uh, plays that ended up being turnovers. But um, not having Evan this Sunday, uh, it's gonna suck. But I think the Giants will be just fine without him because you know they got two good tight ends in their uh, freaking depth chart. Uh, with uh, Kyle Rudolph being a two to three time Pro Bowler, I think I'm not sure. I'm gonna look it up anyway, so I can get the back straight. Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph is a drumroll, please. Two time Pro Bowler in 2012 and in 2017. Fun fact: He caught a touchdown in the 2012 Pro Bowl from Eli Manning. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but uh um he's a good target, specifically in the in the uh red zone. Um so if the Giants are uh uh 10 yards or less away from the end zone. Uh well, I mean the the uh red zone is 20 yards, but um ah, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I'll say 20. Uh if they're 20 yards or less away from uh from the end zone, um I'm pretty confident the ball is most likely gonna be going. To that man's hands, it could go to it could go to Kenny Galladay, considering how tall he is, considering how big of a target the man is. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they also ran some uh, jet sweep plays to uh, Sterling Shepard or even Kadarius Tony, even John Ross. You know, listen, anything's possible with this offense. I just hope Jason Garrett can put the pieces together. All right. Um, so that's it for. Um, oh wait, I also forgot. Um, Adoree Jackson. I didn't write him down, but um, I just remembered it. Adoree Jackson is also labeled questionable. Um. Had a little minor ankle sprain uh, before the uh, last preseason game against the Patriots. Um, everything looks lined up, though, for him to play and everything. Um, I think Adam Schefter – not Adam Schefter. I think uh, Ian Rappaport said that uh, if everything goes the right way, he's most likely going to be playing. Um, and I think he is going to play. If he doesn't play, I think we'll be fine anyway. Just because, like, this secondary, is, it, it still looks really good even without Dory Jackson. Um, I do hope Adoree plays though, just because Adoree um, will be a good help uh, against this uh, Broncos receiving core. The Broncos receiving core isn't the best; it's not great, but um, but they still have Jerry Judy, of course. They they have um, who else they have? They have Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. Uh, wow, I really can't think. Who the hell? Oh, Corlin Sutton, of course. I cannot forget about Corlin Sutton. So, really, it's Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy, those two guys. All right, Jerry Judy's a very fast receiver from right. Actually, no, if anything, I think Jerry Judy's actually slow. Jerry Judy. Jerry Ju- oh, I spelled Judy wrong. Whoops. Jerry Judy 40. Just type that. Jerry Judy 40 time. What did Jerry Judy run? 40 time. It, it didn't want to tell me. Oh, he ran a 4-4. All right, yeah, that's good for a receiver. Um, but he, Jerry Judy had a good rookie year. I'm not going to lie. Um, he put up from right 700 yards, I think. Put up like 700 yards and like uh, I think six touchdowns, something like that. I have no, I have no idea because honestly, I, I can care less about Jerry Judy. No disrespect, of course. Jerry Judy. Definitely a good talent and all that, but like, you know, is what it is. Uh oh, he only got three touchdowns. Oh, and he actually put up double, not double, um, put up two hundred more of what I said. He put up uh uh 
almost uh, 900 yards, actually, uh, 850, um, three touchdowns. All right. Okay. All right, so he's set for a good second year. Um, but I don't, I don't expect much in this first game for him. Um, I expect the Giants' defense to do good and everything. But um, but that's if a Dory Jackson is playing. Remember that. All right, uh, next, Broncos. We only got two players to really talk about. There is another guy. He's a corner, but we're not going to talk about him because like he's he's kind of not irrelevant. Um, Bradley Chubb. <laughs> Listen. Um, <laughs> oh my God, a lot of stuff has happened with Bradley Chubb within a week. Um, so at the time of me writing this, uh, I wrote down game day decision question mark because uh, it looked like he wasn't even practicing because of the injury he suffered the week before. Um. So, yeah, but uh, he apparently ended up practicing, so then I was like, okay, so now it, it really looks like it's just going to be a game-day decision. Um, but then the motherfucker got arrested. He got a, he got detained. He got detained for not showing up to court dates. Bro, it's – how do you not do that? You're an NFL player. It's not hard. I get it. I get it. Court dates, they suck, but, like, dude – Fucking show up to it, all right? If you show up, you'll be able to play. Now you now you might not even be able to play this weekend because you got arrested, bro. Because, like, even, listen, the only person I've ever seen get arrested and still play a football game on Sunday is Lawrence Taylor. That's the, He's the only player I've only seen this happen to. I swear to God, this it's the only time it's ever happened. By the way, as I'm recording this, it is. We are now 24 hours away from um, the official kickoff to the NFL season, really. I mean, obviously, there was Thursday night football. Cowboys lost, thank God. Um, I had Amari Cooper in fantasy. Best case scenario, fucking balled out. And the Cowboys still lost, so it was really a win-win. Um, what's next? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of it. But Bradley Chubb. Um, oh, I dropped my pen. Um, Bradley Chubb, right? Okay. So he went from being questionable to, in my eyes, a game day decision because, you know, yeah, you got back on the field, but you still could be a little hurt and everything. Um, to now maybe still being a game day decision, but now it's kind of like more likely, more towards like doubtful than game day decision, just simply because like it kind of seems unlikely just because like the dude got arrested and like I know the. Denver Broncos coach. He kind of is a hard-nosed coach, Vic Fangio. But like, who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll be a nice guy and everything. Maybe he'll uh, let him play. Um, I hope he doesn't, just because uh not having a guy like Bradley Chubb would help us out a lot. Um, but if he plays, he plays. It is what it is. Um trying to think of it. Um, oh, next guy, Noah Fant. So what's crazy is that I wrote this down too the same day I wrote um, Game Day Decision for Bradley Chubb. Noah Fant, at the time of me writing it, he hasn't practiced since uh, August 19th. So that's nuts. Um, so essentially he, he didn't practice for a couple weeks because um, of an injury, but um, uh, he practiced uh, limited the same day uh, Bradley Chubb did. So I'm going to say he's most likely going to play. Which sucks because, uh, you know, uh, Noah Fant uh, had a good year last season uh, when he was on the field. But um, from what I've noticed, he gets hurt pretty easily. Um, you know, it sucks. It's a part of the game. Um, 
But uh, with no offense, listen, having that having a guy like that on the field, it's gonna suck because he he's a pretty decently fast tight end, um, decent route runner uh, at the tight end position, um, decent blocker. Uh, he went to the same school as uh, uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Um, I forgot the school they went to. What what school was it? Uh, Iowa? No. What school? Does oh wait, what school did Noah Fant go to? Wait 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 wait, what school did T.J. Hawkinson go to? No college, you fuck. What college did T.J. Hawkinson go to? Wow, this st- okay. I was right. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Iowa. I just want to make sure now because, like, dude, this freaking thing is pissing me off. All right, 2019 draft. Let's just look at it. Uh, player selections. Okay. This is the same draft we took. Daniel Jones. Where the hell is the Denver Broncos? Yeah, so they, they, so yeah, they both went to Iowa, but, um, Freaking, uh, I don't know how how injury prone he is, but um, he's definitely a good tight end on the field when he's healthy. Um, so uh, he's gonna be a problem to deal with. Um, he's probably, in my opinion, the best target for uh, Teddy Bridgewater to throw the ball to because Teddy Bridgewater is starting. Um, so that's my only real worry offensively. There is also Jerry Judy, of course, but you know it's, it's a question mark, you know, because uh, there's a difference between uh, a corner. Like it's a it's a difference between James Bradbury guarding you and like Blake Martinez guarding you. Not that Blake's bad in coverage at all. Blake is Blake has improved a lot in coverage, but Blake's cover coverage skills is definitely a lot different than James Bradbury. Um. All right. So uh, next we got the keys to victory. Um, we're gonna talk about the keys to victory. Right now, um, after that, we got expectations, and then shit, I got nothing else to talk about after that. So, uh, yeah, let's just talk about the keys to victory. All right, the keys to victory. All right, number one, plain and simple. All right, we got to neutralize the Broncos defense. All right, let's be real here. Broncos defense, just like ours, pretty damn good. All right, I'm not going to take that away from them. All right, they got some studs. They got some players out there, all right? They got none other than a very, very good secondary, all right? They got a really good secondary, all right? In no particular order, not not count, not saying who's starting, but in their secondary, they got Bryce Callahan, Patrick Sertain, who they took in the first round this year, Ronald Darby, who they signed in free agency, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Kyle Fuller, another guy they signed in free agency. So... Walking in, walking into the off season, they had. Walking into the off season, they had one, two, three, three guys, or three guys returning to the team. Um, if I'm right, one of them got an extension, being Bryce Callahan. If I'm right, um, I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Um, but they did revamp this secondary. They made it a whole lot better. All right. So, because here's the thing. The only the three guys I'm talking about are Bryce Callahan, Kareem Jackson, and Justin Simmons. Those are the three guys that I remember being on the Broncos the year before. Um, 
Kareem Jackson having a good year. Justin Simmons having an amazing year. Made the Pro Bowl. From right, he even made all pro. And Bryce Callahan even having a good year. Um, so these three guys, they run that secondary. They're a great trio. All right. But um, they gave more. They now have more than just those three guys. They gave um, because here's the thing. Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons are safeties. Bryce Callahan was all by himself in terms of the in terms of the cornerback position. So they got him some help. All right. They got him Patrick Sertain in the first round. They signed Ronald Darby in free agency. And they brought in Kyle Fuller from the Bears, who for some freaking reason got released because I think the Bears are trying to get money to bring in Kenny Galladay and they failed miserably. Um so uh Kyle Fuller is now a Bronco. Um if I'm going to guess they're starting three, they're starting three corners. Uh, it's going to be Bryce Cal. Well, it's really two corners, but I kind of like to throw the third one in there for dime and nickel situations. It's probably going to be Bryce Callahan, Kyle Fuller, and Ronald Darby. Um, so that means Patrick Sertain, the first round pick, isn't even going to start. And I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of happy because like Patrick Sertain scared me in preseason when he got that pick six on the Vikings. Um, against the Vikings, uh, so that's kind of good. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, for their secondary. Listen, their secondary. It's gonna be tough. Um, to throw against them. Uh, but I'm gonna get into more. I'm gonna get more into that in uh the uh, expectations and all that. Um, let's talk about their front seven, right? Listen, th- listen. There's a the secondary, and then there's the front seven. All right, two key components in the defense. All right. Front seven, secondary. All right, let's talk about the front seven. They got A.J. Johnson, uh, Josie Jewell, Von Miller, and Bradley Chubb. I'm going to put a question mark next to that name. Simply because, is he going to fucking play? Is he going to play? Is he going to play? I don't fucking know. Um, So, let's just put a question mark next to his name, right? So now, that leaves us with A.J. Johnson, Josie Jewell, Von Miller. AJ Johnson and Josie Joel are, if I'm gonna say, if I'm gonna try and be nice, they get tackles for you. All right. If I go to the Broncos stats in 2021, well, 2020, 2021 NFL season, they that's rushing. Here we go. Uh AJ led the team in tackles with 124. That's definitely up there in the league's uh best. Um if I'm going to guess, he's probably top 10 in tackles. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now, actually, just to make sure. Actually, no, it don't matter. Um, but uh, he gets a lot of tackles, all right? He's pretty good at that. Um, only got one sack, though, last year. Uh, not really crazy, but it's not bad. You know, you're a middle linebacker. You know, don't expect much out of you for sacks and all that. Two forced fumbles, though. That's not bad at all. Um, two passes defended. Meh, is what it is. Uh, and then you got Josie Joel with 113 tackles. That's pretty good too. All right, that's a good that's a good uh, little thing. Two sacks. That's not bad for uh, for the middle linebacker. One sack isn't bad for a middle linebacker either, though. Of course, but like you know, I uh, expect a guy like AJ Johnson, a guy who's like done pr- done decently well uh, in the NFL uh, with the Broncos and all that. I expect him to get these type of plays done and all that, but it is what it is. Um, 
Next, we got Von Miller. Listen, I, I feel like I could just stop talking right now because Von Miller could just do the talking for me. Now, while last year, he didn't play at all because of him, right? He uh, he got hurt early in the season. And then he also had a lot of heat on him and all that for uh, for something weird, for something stupid. I don't know, but Von Miller is playing this Sunday for the Denver Broncos, all right? Which is never good because... Von Miller is still a playmaker. All right. Von Miller didn't play in 2020, but in his pat in the last three seasons he's played, he's gotten eight sacks or more, including a season where he got 14 and a half sacks in 2018, where he even got what did he go? Okay, just he was just selected for a Pro Bowl. Fun fact, guys, Von Miller has been selected to a Pro Bowl every year of every year of his career, but 2013, where he only played nine games. I think it was because he got arrested or something. I don't know. But um, because I know he was under a lot of heat in 2013 or something like that. But um, listen, even if Von Miller is on a decline, it's going to suck having a guy like him on the field. Von Miller is nasty. He's not worth dealing with simply because of how freaking nuts he is on the field. All right. It's kind of like J.J. Watt. You know, J.J. Watt's a very old, experienced veteran. But no matter what, J.J. Watt is J.J. Watt. And if J.J. Watt has you in his eyesight, you better hope and pray he doesn't get to you. All right? Um, so that's really it for the defense. So what I'm saying by neutralize the Broncos' defense, I just mean bend but don't break. Kind of like that, all right? Just get the job done, all right? Because um, here's the truth. I don't expect the Giants to put up 30. I don't expect them to put up 25, all right? I expect them to put up a decent amount of points, all right? Now, if they do end up putting more up more than uh, what I expect, which I'm going to get to later, if they put up more points than I expect, great, awesome, okay, fucking a, I'm I'm down, I'm down for it. Um, if they don't, if they don't put up uh, more than uh, I expect them to, shit. But um, if they put up the if they put up spitting distance of how much I expect, listen, it's because this Broncos defense is not worth messing with. All right. They're forced to be reckoned with. Um, they have a lot of playmakers all across the board. All right. Um, do I expect them to get the job done though? Absolutely. All right. Um, so with that being said, we're gonna get to the next point, uh, which is very plain and simple. Get to Teddy Bridgewater. Listen, that that's pretty self-explanatory. All right. Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback this Sunday for the Denver Broncos. All right. Giants have an amazing uh defense, in my opinion. Uh, don't mean to brag. You know, uh, but uh, I expect us to get to Teddy Bridgewater, whether it's Leonard Williams, O'Shane Zimenez, Aziz Oljuari, Carter Coughlin, Blake Martinez, whoever, Jabril Peppers, I don't give a shit. Get to the quarterback, okay? That's the way we're going to stop this offense from getting the ball rolling, okay? It's very plain and simple, all right? Now, I will say the Broncos offensive line, it's, it's, it's all right. It's not bad. You know, it's it's okay. You know, I mean, they have one of the best left tackles in the league in Garrett Bowles. I'll give them that. But, like, they don't have anybody else. They really don't have any guys that are, like, eye candy. You know, like, they, they don't have an offensive line like the like the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, where if you look at it, you're like, oh, wow, that's an offensive line. You know, it's not like if you see Tristan Wirfs, you're like, whoa, that's a tackle. You know, like, so their best offensive lineman is their left tackle, Garrett Bowles. And their and their worst offensive lineman is their right tackle. He's so bad, I don't even remember his name. They also do have center 
uh, who was a rookie last year, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, he didn't have a great 2020-2021 uh, year, but um, uh, he set for a bounce-back year uh, like Andrew Thomas. Um, do I expect him to do it? Eh, who knows? Listen, it's offensive linemen. They're, they're a very sticky situation. Um, but uh, this offensive line, it's okay. It's not, it's not great. It's not good. Uh, it's not bad. Just not good. You know, it's like, eh, what are you going to do? You know, definitely not sign offensive linemen. That's for damn sure. Um, but uh, get to the quarterback. It's very self-explanatory, all right? If we get to Teddy Bridgewater on Sunday, this offense is not going to be able to strive. Because if we get to Teddy Bridgewater, he's not going to be able to throw the ball that great. All right. If he gets hit, if he gets sacked, even the even the runs are going to be delayed. Because once you get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater down on the ground, the offense is just going to lose like momentum. It's going to lose even even its self esteem. It's going to go down. All right. Um. So with the last and final point. We are going to be talking about Saquon Barkley. Let Saquon do his freaking thing, man. All right? Listen, this is if he plays. He's definitely going to play. All right? So let me just get that away. All right? Fuck this questionable bullshit. All right? He's going to fucking play. The only question is how much. All right? I think you should let him run wild like crazy. All right? But that's also with caution, of course. Take it with caution. All right? But um, listen... The Denver, the Denver Broncos secondary has too many playmakers. All right, I got to give them that. Um, so I'm not really sure if the Giants are going to be able to get a passing game going. If they do, awesome. If they really, if they do, that's going to be great. All right, because who knows? Maybe this, maybe this uh, secondary uh, group of guys, maybe they're, uh, maybe the chemistry levels aren't high. You know, who knows? But um, I think the game is going to. I think the offensive game is going to be ran on the ground. Right, I think it's gonna be ran through Daniel Jones, maybe scrambling left or right, um, running um, running options. Um, I think it's gonna be ran through screens. Um, I think it's gonna be ran through uh, inside and outside zone plays. Um, but uh, with all that being said, dude, let's take one do his thing. All right, let him strive, let him carry this offense. All right, well, not not carry. Carries a, carries a strong word. I mean, well, I mean, you know, that is what he's essentially doing. He's carrying the ball. Um, don't let him carry the offense. Just have him give him enough to the point where you take pressure off the Daniel Jones and then you can let him do his thing. Okay? Cuz that that was the re that was the key reason why Saquon was drafted. So he can take pressure off of the quarterback for the New York Giants, whether it was Eli Manning or Daniel Jones, whether it was Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy, whether it was Colt McCoy or Mike Glennon, I don't give a shit. You're there to take pressure off the quarterback. Because when you have a guy like him and he can make plays, boy, he can make freaking plays. If you have a guy like Saquon, that takes a little bit of pressure off your quarterback and he can be and he's gonna be able to throw the ball. How do you think Drew Brees felt, right? How do you think he felt when uh Alma Kamara turned out to be a freaking monster? He how many picks did he, would he throw? Little to none. Right? I mean, come on. Okay. So those are the three. Uh, keys to victory. Uh, next, next we got the expectations. All right, here's my expectations for today's game. Well, tomorrow's game. You get the picture. Um, I could just say this right out of the way. I expect the win. 
You know, it's plain and simple. I expect the I I mean to be fair, I expect the Giants to win every freaking game. But um this, I can't be I can't be like that cuz then people will call me insane. Um but uh I do expect the Giants to win this Sunday. Listen, it's a it's a decent team on paper for the Denver Broncos, but it's not like a you know, they don't pass the eye test. When you look at it in person, you're like, "Wow." You know, that's a team. You know, I kind of made a reference like that before with um with Tristan Wirfs, but you get the picture. Um, but uh, I do expect the Giants win. But um, before I get into the final score and anything like that, let's get into uh, some individuals. All right. Uh, offense. All right. Uh, Daniel Jones. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to be kicking myself if he doesn't do this. Um, I expect him to throw 200 yards. That's not bad. I spoke to Bobby Skinner about this. He thought it was good. You know? We literally, I literally spoke about all these expectations in the Bobby Skinner episode. So if you if you haven't listened to it and this is the first time you're listening to it, cool. If you already listened to it and you're here again, well, shit. I have nothing else to tell you. Um, but Daniel Jones, th- 200 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I, I double underlined on this. Zero fumbles. Okay? Listen. I'm sick and tired of the fumbling, all right? I want it to be over with. Obviously, he's going to fumble this year, but uh, I expect it to not happen as much. Um, but uh, zero fumbles. I uh, Bobby Skinner, I think he agreed with me on this. It's doable. The 200 yards, absolutely doable for Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is kind of a gunslinger. Um, and the two TDs, listen, in the red zone, that's perfectly possible. You know? I'm not complaining about that at all. Zero, zero interceptions, though. That's a bit of a, yeah. You know, because like I said earlier, this Denver secondary, they got some playmakers, all right? But the only question is, how well are they working together? How well are they co- how, how well are they working with each other? That's the only question. And also, how good is their defensive scheme going to do against the Giants' offense? That's the only question. All right, listen. Uh, a f- offense versus a defense on the professional levels is literally like playing chess. It's literally the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator playing chess with their pawns and their kings and their bishops and their queens and their fucking uh, rooks. I actually, I, I know somewhat of of uh, chess. I, I kind of play. My girlfriend taught me. Um, but uh, listen, I think this is a very doable stat line for Daniel Jones. If he doesn't, uh, 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 was it seed? Succeed to expect succeed to expect. Eh, I can't talk. If he doesn't live up to the expectations, yeah, let's just go with that. If he doesn't live up to the expectations, uh, big whoop. Um, but uh, if he does fumble, Giants might not win the game. Okay, an un an okay. So I, I tweeted this at uh, the Entertainer, um, <laughs> this week, and he laughed at it. Uh, an unsacked Daniel Jones is a happy John Mara. John Mara being the owner of the Giants, of course. Because if Daniel Jones doesn't get sacked that much, because obviously I think he's going to get sacked, um, but we're going to get into that, obviously. Um, but if he doesn't fumble, I think that's something good to be to be proud of. Okay? But um, I do expect uh, Daniel Jones to do good this weekend, uh, tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, let's kick names and take ass, you know? Uh, so that's Daniel Jones. All right, next we got Saquon Barkley. Now, again, um, don't know what the fuck is going to happen. All right, don't know. Listen, 
Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman, at this point, they're throwing smoke grenades everywhere. They're freaking hiding somewhere within this fucking smoke. You got to find them. You got to shake them and be like, is Saquon playing? And if so, how much is he playing? Because really, like, you, I'm, I'm curious. I got to know. No, like, seriously, I got to know. I have him in fantasy. Like, I, I kind of want to win this week. It's the first week of the season. You know, Amari Cooper put up 38 for me. I got to keep it going, you know. Um, but, uh... Saquon, okay, 60 yards rushing. I think that's pretty good. You know, pretty decent welcome back game. Um, 60 yards is not bad at all. It's not nothing to sulk over. It's not nothing to be upset about. Um, but it's also not – it's not really anything to necessarily really be proud of. But um, for a first game back, I'd be proud of it, you know, especially if it, it leads to a Giants win. Then I would be proud of it, of course. Um, one touchdown, one rushing touchdown. If the Giants get on the two or the three-yard line. Um, expect them to run it up the middle. All right. Whether it's with whether it's with him or Eli Penny. Um, but I do expect it to be with Saquon, and I hope it's with Saquon because if he gets a touchdown, boy, is that stadium gonna be loud. Whew, it's gonna be freaking booming. Um next, 20 yarders, uh 20 yards uh receiving. I think that's a good stat line, right? Listen, um, what I love about this is that Bobby Skinner and I were really agreeing with each other on these uh, on these predictions, and I love it. Um, by the way, shout out to uh, Talking Giants. Um, uh, Twenty yards receiving, I think it's a good stat line because we were talking um, about uh, Saquon being a part of the receiving game. They're gonna most likely throw some screens to him and Kadarius Tony, and you just you just you gotta love it. Excuse me, you gotta love it. Because it just shows that this offense can be so freaking nice. They could be, they could literally be, they could really be. If they're all like at the top of their game. So I'm talking like Daniel Jones uh, throwing little to no interceptions and keeping up basically how good he did. Well, better than he did in his rookie year. Uh, Kenny G. Acting like uh, he still has Maddie Stafford throwing the ball to him. Uh, Shep back in 2016. Slayton back in his rookie year. Saquon back in his rookie year. If this offense plays as good as they all can play, this offense could possibly be top 10. I'm not even kidding. And you can call me insane. You can laugh at me, laugh at me all you want. But like, if this offense could really play as good as they look on paper, holy shit, it could be Awesome. Okay. So um that's my that's my style line for Saquon. That's my prediction. 60 plus yards rushing, a touchdown, 20 plus yards receiving. Cause like as in like 60 plus, 60 is the minimum I expect. All right. I expect you to get more than 60, of course, but if you can get if you get 60 on the dot, not gonna throw a hissy fit. Um I also expect Saquon to maybe get one receiving touchdown. That's going with the receiving yards, obviously, but um I put a question mark next to it, uh, as in, like, listen, if you get it, cool, awesome, let's go. If you don't get it, not going to press charges. You know, it's nothing crazy. All right, so now, now that we got Saquon done, let's talk about the O-line. Let's talk about the offensive line, boys. Um, Listen, listen, this offensive line, <laughs> compared to the rest of the NFL, <laughs> they suck. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, This offensive line, listen, it's not crazy. It's not great. It's not bad. It's kind of like the Broncos. It's uh, it's all right. Um, I do think our offensive line overall is actually better though. 
because um, I think we do have uh, well strong, uh, a stronger minded and a more gelled group of guys at the offensive line. Um, I think Andrew Thomas uh, is going to have a good game because uh, him against Carl Lawson matched do pretty good against him in, in uh, the Jets preseason opener. Um, uh, as for Matt Pert, Matt Pert, he's not even starting this. We're starting uh, Nate Solder. Uh, listen, I'm not crazy about it. I didn't want Nate Solder to start really, but um, I <sighs> uh, got to hope for the best. Listen, uh, Nate Solder, you're back now. Prove that you want to be back. All right. Um, you, you guys get what I'm saying by that. Um, but, uh, you know, overall though, I expect one to two penalties. I don't think that's a stretch. Bobby Skinner, offensive, offensive lineman guru. Cause he was an offensive lineman in college. Uh, yeah, that's right. Bobby Skinner played college football. Um, he said that that's a good, that's a good, uh, little stat line. All right, one to two penalties and uh, two to three sacks. I think that's I think that's a good that I think that's a good day for the offensive line. All right, and and Bobby Skinner pointed this out. I love it how like we're saying two to three sacks is a good day for offensive linemen for an offensive lineman group because like you know you got guys like freaking uh, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson who do their best to not get sacked. You know because you you literally there's literal plays of Russell Wilson getting pressured so quickly. And then he runs in circles and throws a bop to like Doug Baldwin for a touchdown or like for a 30 yard reception. That was a couple of years ago, by the way, because Doug Baldwin's retired right now. So like in this case, it would be like DK Metcalf probably or Tyler. It'd probably be Tyler Lockett. Cause I think Tyler Lockett is, uh, is Russ's favorite target. Even though DJ DJ, even though DK is a, I wouldn't. I don't know if he's better. I don't know. They're both really good, but um, yeah. This offensive line, uh, one to two penalties, holding, false start, whatever. One to two, nothing crazy. Um, two to three uh, sacks. You know, uh, I hope it's. I, I hope it's less. You know, but if you allow two to three, I'm not gonna throw hissy fits. I kind of hope it's more two than three, but um, it is what it is. All right, next we got the defense. Now, originally I was thinking about doing individuals for defense, but like you really can't. You can't be like, oh, I expect an interception from you. I expect a forced fumble out of you. I expect a sack out of you. I can't. You can't really do that. You can't. It's kind of like, it's it's that's kind of wrong. Uh, predicting like who gets a sack and who gets a because that the, the odds of a person getting a sack compared to someone getting receiving yards is different. It's just a complete different story. The odds of you getting receiving yards and a guy getting a sack, completely different odds. All right. But um, I do ex- I expect this defense to do really good. All right. Um, I expect them to get a pick, one plus interceptions, as in one or more, player simple. If you get one, awesome, cool. If you get two, fucking great. You get three, shit. I might take my clothes off. Definitely not. Definitely not gonna do that. All right, don't get any ideas. Um, so one plus interceptions, player plain, plain and simple, boys. Um Sacks? I fucking love sacks. Two or more. Take it or leave it. Um, 13 points allowed. Well, that gives up how many points uh, Denver's going to score on Sunday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, listen. Uh, two sacks or more. Uh, this defensive line, even without Dalvin Tomlinson, still a good defensive line. You got Leonard Williams. You got Dexter Lawrence. And uh, depending who they throw in at nose tackle, whether it's Danny the Fridge Shelton 
or Austin Johnson. I'm not complaining either way. They're both good commodities to have out there. And the edge, the edge is going to be a bit of an issue considering we don't have the strongest edge rushing group. But um, I'm confident that Lorenzo Carter and uh, O'Shane Zimenez and Aziz Ojulari, those three guys, I think they're going to get the job done. I'm confident. And the middle linebacker group in uh, Carter Coughlin, Blake Martinez, well, Blake Martinez and Reggie Raglan as the starters. And then you got Carter Coughlin and Tate Crowder. Um, I'm confident those group of guys. Well, it's, I think actually it's Tay Crowder and Blake Blake Martinez. Um, I'm confident that group is going to get the job done and all that. I, I kind of would hope Blake, not Blake, um, Carter Coughlin gets a couple of reps because Carter Coughlin, said it before, say it again, love the man. Uh, dude balled out in preseason, if I'm right. He had like the best preseason besides Rodarius Williams this year for the Giants. Um, well, actually, no, it could have also been David Sills. You know, maybe I should do a preseason award show, huh? Just waste your time with that, huh? Just so you guys can make me money. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, one plus interceptions, two plus sacks, 13 points allowed. Very doable. I hope it happens. And with all that being said, the last thing to talk about is the final score. I predict the final score of the Giants versus Denver Broncos football game will be New York Giants 17, Denver Broncos 13. I think this is very doable. All right, listen. Giants get two touchdowns, a field goal. Denver gets one touchdown, two field goals. I think that will do it. Maybe they can get less. Maybe they can get more. Maybe we'll get more. Maybe we'll get less. Who knows? All right? There's so many different outcomes because I, I know for a fact it's going to be a defensive game. Um, I kind of hope it's an offensive game, honestly, because I'm going to the game tomorrow. I kind of hope to see uh, Daniel Jones let it fly, you know, grip it and rip it, baby. But uh, I, I'm, I'm doubting. You know, I'm doubting it's going to happen. But uh, I'm not nervous going into tomorrow. I kind of I kind of am confident we're going to win. You know, but there is still a little bit of a uh, doubt that uh, whew, I'm not even gonna get into it because, like, I wanna, I wanna stand strong. I wanna, I wanna say we're gonna win tomorrow because I do believe we're gonna shock the world. Come Sunday afternoon at 4:25, that the New York Giants, the New York Football Giants, are back. Okay, that's it. That's gonna do it. I got to say, this is probably the most fun I've ever recorded an episode, and I'm by myself. Imagine how fun it's going to be now that O is going to be joining me. This is going to be a freaking banger. This is going to be so cool. This is going to be awesome. Um, I've gone over everything. Not really much to go over. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's kick names and take ass tomorrow, baby. No, I'm kidding. Let's kick, let's kick ass and take names, all right? New York football giant style, all right? That's all I got for today, guys. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, please make sure you guys go follow O's uh, Giants account at GiantsWorld underscore four. Um, make sure you go follow Talking Giants. All right. Make sure you guys go follow the Big Blue Podcast on Instagram. Literally, it's the Big Blue Podcast. No, no spaces, no underscores, nothing. Just the Big Blue Podcast. All in one big word. Um, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We now have a YouTube channel. Might be hard to find, but um, there will be a link around somewhere. You'll find it. All right. 
Um, thank you guys so much for listening. All right. Um, and uh, for one last word for uh, September 11th, um, thank you to all those who uh, have helped make this country what it is today. Um, and uh, to all the people that have lost uh, family members and whoever else uh, during the tragic events of uh, 9-11, um, truly sorry for your loss. And uh, hope you guys have a good one. And God bless America.